What is up guys? Welcome back to Consuming Crime with Jen and Jules. This is part two of the confession tapes, the Rafay family. This is where I start to dive into other evidence that was brought to officers' attention that uh, we'll see what they did with it. Um, just an announcement before we get started. We recently came into a break in how to separate our tracks, so hopefully after this episode, the episodes going forward will be a lot better as far as quality goes. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, part two of the confession tapes, the Ruffay family. There was other evidence that did come light to the police. An informant came forward. They had heard that there was a possibility the murder was committed by a fundamentalist Islamic person that didn't like Dr. Ruffay's moderate stance on their religion. And this is kind of like why earlier I brought up that Sebastian and Atif were culturally different because Sebastian was this like just modern, regular dude. And he was close with Atif's family, which I, I would think that they were obviously more modern Muslim because they were okay with their son going out, you know? A Canadian RCMP informant also, so this is another source, reported that there was a hit ordered on a Pakistanian family, they were Pakistanian, living in the Bellevue area. This was ordered before the murders, but not reported, which doesn't make sense to me, until after the fact. And then the third thing was a separate informant um, claimed a terrorist organization called Al-Fukra committed the murder. Officers said... <laughs> I don't I don't know if Bob said this. He probably did because he's stupid. It's inconceivable to me that someone would come in and kill three people because they didn't agree with their religion. And like, to play to his advocate, which I don't like Bob, but to just try... This was before 9-11, and it was before terrorist organizations where there was a lot of light on them. Yeah, I mean, it's because honestly, it's... How do I say this? It's sometimes hard to believe that people really kill just to kill, but it happens, you know? Now to kill, let's say, not that it makes it okay, but to kill a woman randomly, it's usually because the guy wants to like sexually harass her and then kill her. But in this case... I don't know if there was any sexual harassment to the mom. It was literally just killing somebody and leaving. So to me, it's kind of like, what was the point? Did you just want to kill a family and leave? Like, you got no pleasure out of this. Like, you got nothing. You stole a Walkman and a VCR if that really got stolen. Like, it's just very hard to believe that. And then it just so happens that he was gone during that time. Again, coincidences do happen. And stuff like this does happen. And unfortunately, it sucks. But it's just like... It is, like, very, like, tricky to believe. Like, I don't know. I mean, and here's my thing is, like, okay, it was Dr. Ruffay, the wife, and the daughter that all lived together in that house originally because um, Atif and Sebastian, they weren't living there. And Dr. Ruffay did do a lot of speeches at work about how he was more of a modern Muslim. And it would make sense to me that they that the people that killed them waited until they left you know what i mean but but i'll keep going um fukra committed a similar murder in 1984 in washington on the president of alpha engineering where dr Ruffay worked yeah that so there's the connection with that and another source an fbi informant this time even came forward and claimed that he knew the two men that committed the murders 
He was the one that revealed the murder weapon before the police knew what it was. He said it was a baseball bat. And it's funny because months later, they did testing and they confirmed it was a baseball bat. How did that informant know before they even knew? On top of that, the informant gave them first names, last names, addresses, phone numbers, and pictures. Guess what? Guess what? They didn't follow the lead. They did not follow the lead. What the fuck? I'm getting a little mad. (laughs) Bob said, Tips came in all the time. We can't always follow up. The reality is, evidence is what brings you to killers. Okay. All right, Bob. Let's look at the evidence. All right? All right? There was a hair in Dr. Rafay's room. Tell me why, Bob, it didn't belong to Dr. Rafay. It didn't belong to the daughter the wife or Sebastian or Ativ. On top of that, blood stains in the garage didn't belong to any of the victims or Sebastian or Ativ. But guess what? Okay, now it's getting interesting. What? They didn't test it. Was there DNA testing in the 90s? Yes. Yes, there was. Like full on, like today, DNA testing or was it just like blood type or? They could at the very least, they could test the blood against who they had physically in front of them. All right, so let's get into the witness testimony, the neighbors. They interviewed both neighbors separately, and they both said that it sounded, and this is kind of like brutal, but it sounded like hammering noises. One of the neighbors said it was between 8.15 and 9.15, and the other neighbor said it was between 9 and 9.30. They both said it was about 20 minutes. So both neighbors agreed on the timeline. Which, at that point, according to the boys, they had already left. Bob comes in again, and he says, You can look at outside sources. It always comes back to Sebastian Atif, which I disagree with. Not all sources lead back to them. Um, Dr. Rafay's blood was found in the shower, which means that the killer showered. And there were 22 hairs at the bottom of the... What is it? The drain. And they all belonged to Sebastian. But homeboy was like sleeping there, so like, I don't know, that makes sense to me. Um, officers also found Sebastian and Atif's underwear in the washer, which Bob thinks is really weird. He's like, why would your would your clothes, your underwear be in the washer? Like, what are you trying to hide? Maybe they're just trying to do laundry? Like, boy, I, I cannot with this this guy. But of course, because it makes sense, none of it was enough to arrest the boys. So now RCMP and Bellevue police have to keep digging. They have to keep their Mr. Big going. Um, Now that you've heard the evidence, though, maybe (laughs) you want to come over to the dark side. I honestly feel a little disrespected. (laughs) Like you didn't tell me all this information till now. But um, no, I mean, yeah, honestly, I feel like obviously my mind is more open. After hearing all this information, obviously it's the nineties. I can obviously I can tell Bob had tunnel vision. And honestly, if I were Bob, which I mean I could probably be Bob, I would have tested all that stuff. I would have followed the lead. I would just do everything to prove t- that would even help my case. Like, look, I checked these guys out. It wasn't them, you know. So now it's like mm, these guys still look like good to me. But he's honestly an idiot for not following any of that because now it leaves the door open for this person. It leaves the door open for people to say, hey, 
it wasn't me because you didn't test that one lead and it could have been that one. So at the end of the day, he messed up because, you know, he should have done he should have done his duty. But yeah, now I'm st- I'm a little mm, mm, it is kind of off. Whatever. I thought they did it until I heard about the hair and the blood. So I was also it wasn't it wasn't a fair debate basically because you didn't know. But I I even I even tried to play devil's advocate up until this point. I'm like no 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 like let me put it in my head like what if they did do it like I really I'm trying to be on Bob's side but he just sounds like an idiot like I don't I don't like him. <laughs> So one of, this is when we're going to start getting into the confession. One of the undercover cops showed Sebastian a memo of his DNA at the scene. Which, Sebastian, can you ask him, how did you get it? How'd you get this police memo? Like, I'm sure, but I think he said that, like, he has people on the inside. But even then, like, I don't know, Sebastian is just... He, I'm sure he knows. I don't need to tell him <laughs> if he's even listening. So that was true because there was a memo of his DNA at the scene. But what was untrue... On the memo, it said that the police were preparing to press charges. That was fabricated. One of the last scenarios involved uh, the undercover operators showing them some bogus memo that the RCMP had prepared saying that there was both hair evidence and DNA evidence that had been collected from the crime scene, all of which is true. The memo said that uh, as a result of this new evidence that they were preparing to file charges against the two of them, which was not true. Red bag by a fast shower there makes it hairy. I mean, that, that could have been like almost from any time. You know what I mean? Like, say, I, I can't say that. Obviously, they're referring to the murder, right? Well, no, but what I'm saying is that I, I think that, that could have been there from like two days before, even. Sebastian didn't understand how there could be DNA on anything from him. So then they reached a point where they said they can get rid of everything. All they need is a confession. boys were called uh, people of interest for, for at that point months and the murder weapon was in some of the news reports. So I know these weapons, it's, what would you use? Uh, that. You know, really well, I, I I don't know, but um, pretty early on they, they, they kept saying that it murder They kept saying that in the press and stuff and whatever, they kept saying it had murder it sucks because i i know that it's hard to hear in the audio but basically yeah he's like oh i did it with a baseball bat i guess in the press they were saying they didn't know what the murder weapon was 
and he goes, um, you didn't get any blood on your clothes? And he's like, I did it naked. Like, I don't know. What do you think, Jen? I don't know. I still kind of think they did it. Like, it's not... I, I don't know. I just, I honestly feel like they did it. And again, maybe people are different. I just, I can't understand. I, I cannot understand why somebody would confess to something they didn't do. And then did he know it was a bat? Oh, you're asking if, if it was, re if it was leaked in the news yet that it was a bat? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, how does he know it's a bat? I don't know. I just feel like, but then again, he is being kind of like weird with the details he's not really getting down and dirty with the details so it seems like he could just be talking out of his butt like yeah and then i threw it in a garbage can uh, like whoa no shit that's like the easiest thing to say but then it's just hard for me like why are you sitting there doing it but then it's kind of like if he is trying to get him off his back he's not thinking seriously like i'm just gonna tell him i did it and then just run away and it'll all be over it, i feel i believe he should do time honestly just for being an idiot yeah, I mean, I just, I think the way he said you didn't get any blood on the clothes and he was just like, uh, he was like stretching at the same time. He was like, I, I did it naked, you know, like just, you know, like uh, 19. Sorry, he's not early 20s. He's 19. So after this confession, they needed Atif. Atif agreed to meet with them the morning after Sebastian confessed. Somehow Atif complied with this story. Basically, their story was that Sebastian killed all three of them and Atif was just, like, chilling downstairs. That's the story. After this, that's when they had enough and Canadian officials put them in prison. They didn't have their trial until six years later. So at this point, if they were 19, they're 25 now. I think this part bothers me because it goes... What they used to obtain, you know, okay, when people actually murder people and the evidence was obtained illegally, they throw it out because like, you know, and they have to get a new jury that forgot about the evidence. But in this case, they used tactics that was illegal in the U.S. It was a U.S. crime. It was a U.S. trial. It was in a U.S. court. The judge allowed the confession tapes, even though it was obtained the way that it was. That's like beyond me. I don't like the judge either, but that's because he was mean to Sebastian. Um, they were on trial for a th was it 34 months. That's a long time. Damn. Um, Sebastian <laughs> got caught sleeping with his defense attorney. So they had to do a retrial because he couldn't keep it in his pants for a little bit. I kind of want to see what she looked like. Like, what's your type, dude? <laughs> I might have done the same. <laughs> I mean, he was in jail from 19 to 25, you know, he's got a, a, an attorney who's defending him. She's probably cute, you know, even if she's not cute, like, I don't, I, that was dumb. <laughs> I'm not trying to like take his side. That was definitely dumb. Um, so they restarted everything and the case got delayed for 18 months because of that. The only evidence, mind you, was the tapes. And you remember, so I said that Sebastian killed them all while Latif was downstairs, which doesn't make sense according to the blood splatter analysis. Because the blood splatter, so basically in the room that Dr. Rafay was in, he, the way that he hit him with the bat, it splattered on the wall and there was like 
a human shape or like a shape that something would have blocked the blood from hitting that part of the wall. And it was confirmed that there was another person in that room. So if they did it, then Atif was there. That's, you know, if they did it. Another thing was there was this huge thing in, in the religious, like with the religious extremists that I don't know if it was Dr. Rafay that was preaching about the true East or vice versa, but the wife was, you could tell they placed her body to face East, which would have been a religious signature, I guess. I don't know. Unfortunately, both men were found guilty on first degree murder. And right before sentencing, both of the boys were allowed to speak. And maybe at this point, now they're 25, so maybe they'll convince you with their words. I don't know. Mr. Burns. Thank you, Your Honor. Fred and I have been convicted for a crime we did not commit. There's two things I want to discuss this morning, if possible. First is a few reasons why I think our trial is unfair respect. I was hoping to make some comments about the evidence. We were unable to tell this jury what other suspects knew what the murder weapon was before anybody else did. We were prosecuted with a tactic that would not be legal in this country. We were not able to present evidence to answer the state's case. I was not allowed to give critical testimony that I needed to give to explain this evidence. We were defending ourselves in this trial with both arms tied behind our backs. Burns stood up and said that his two Ivy League educated lawyers didn't handle his case properly, that they didn't give him effective assistance of counsel. You know, I, I think most people who understand what the word hubris means they ought to put his picture in the dictionary. Certainly, I certainly feel sorry for the victims. I feel sorry for their surviving son. I feel sorry for their surviving family. We didn't commit the crime. We've been found guilty based on the continuing representations of the state and the news media. It seems that the principal other piece of evidence against us is, is arrogance, our arrogant personalities. Our stories first started to appear about us when I was 18, back in 1994. My stomach would go into knots whenever our story would come out. I would be inconsolable for the rest of the day. The way that I got over that was to become cynical and to act tough. And it's the same way I got over not being able to go to school or work or have public life. Chief <coughs> and I have been convicted for a crime we didn't commit. What we sentenced for a crime we didn't commit, unless somebody does something to stop it. Your Honor, that's all I have to say. I would have the exact same reaction as he is. And by the way, I googled hubris. It just means like arrogant, basically. And like, I understand how he looks arrogant and he looks pissed, but like, dude, from 19 to 25, these people were saying you did. And if he really didn't do it. I would be so pissed and ow I would be so pissed I would be so pissed I can't like explain that I know he looks arrogant but like I 
I would do, I would be like that too, to be honest. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Honestly, I kind of feel bad because he has this look that like, I just want to, I hate, Lord, all you Sebastian fans, you included Jules. He has this look that I just want to punch. He, he literally, okay, he looks like those guys that like, their dads will sue you. Like, that's literally what he looks like. And I'm not, appearance shouldn't matter. I know, I know. But I don't believe him. And it sucks. But I've seen people that were claiming they're guilty, and I believe them. But for some reason, I just don't believe him. Like, he strikes me as, like, he would do something like that. And try to get away with it because, I mean, sadly that happens. You know? I don't know. Honestly, I just... This case is so wishy-washy that I'm almost, like, I wish he didn't get life. I wish he just got charged for, like, manslaughter. Maybe did, like, five years, ten years or something. I'm assuming if we charge for murder, I'm assuming it's life or something pretty serious. I'd be okay with five years just for being an idiot and trying to be tough because that's not something you joke about. So you teenagers listening, do not try to be tough and say you committed a murder that you're suspected for because you're going to go to jail. It is what it is. I had a point and I forgot. Okay, okay. What about the blood in the garage? Because the hair, another person's hair, maybe another person came over. You know, I can see why that doesn't like mean they didn't do it but like the blood in the garage and then not to mention their story doesn't make sense so at this before we hear atif do you think that atif helped him or do you think that he did wait downstairs i don't know i feel like this crime is kind of hard to believe that it was committed by one person and if he is doing it upstairs while you're downstairs and you didn't stop it you're you're part of it and the blood in the garage I don't know what kind of garage he has, but if it's like a workshop, people can cut their fingers. I don't know. And it depends how much blood is it. If it's a bunch of blood, that's a little sus. If it's like a drop here and there, homeboy probably had his friend over working on something, cut his finger, whatever. Garages are like a hot mess all the time. So I'm not surprised about that. So disappointed. <laughs> it's okay, though. Honestly, my my biggest, biggest hang-up is why did they allow the evidence if it's not legally obtained that trips me out even if they did do it that's not okay but let me show you um what atif had to say you'll you'll like atif because the judge by the way the judge um (laughs) told sebastian off after that and he called him arrogant and yeah i think i mentioned that earlier but here's here's atif's i want to thank your honor for the opportunity of speaking Today is a day of anguish for me. It's not the first. I want to insist today on the truth that we are innocent. And I love my parents. I revere their memory to this day. I can't convey to you the mortification that I felt over the course of this trial, the lie that we told, the masks that we put on, the masks that we put on survive a a situation, an appalling, atrocious situation that was constructed, constructed to entice us and elicit from us those very lies in that mask. I'm tormented by the thought that I have been manipulated somehow into contributing to the fact that my parents' killers to this day walk with impunity, that their murders have never been properly investigated. The loss of my parents devastated me, left me utterly bereft. I didn't know how to construct, reconstruct my life 
in the weeks and months that followed. They're dear to me to this day. And, and they'll be vivid to everyone who knew her, including some of my friends. I consider having my family the greatest of privileges. They're with me in my memory today. I'm going to continue to struggle for the truth in this case, our innocence, because I won't betray their hopes for me or their expectations of me. I'd like to thank this moment. Mr. Ruffay, thank you. Unlike your colleague, I find you genuinely remorseful, Mr. Ruffay. I don't know, like, he sounds genuine. He sounds genuine to me. And I wish, like, for me, he breaks my heart. The other one doesn't. And it sucks because, did he comply with the other dude's story? Yes. Why? You weren't there. You didn't get recorded. You weren't the one in the video. Tell cops this fool's crazy. But because he complied, that's already, like, it's like, why would you do that? I don't understand. I don't, I, I really think it's because they had no one and these i'm these cops were like maybe it's because i've listened to more of the tapes but they were really like it's honestly like they knew sebastian was the idiot and that would try to be tough and arrogant because till this day he's tries to act tough and arrogant and it sucks because you're right he didn't have anybody but stand for your innocence do you do you know the seriousness of you killing your parents so you're agreeing to killing your parents because somebody's scaring you into saying it those are your parents that got beat to death and if like i know he loves his parents but it's like dude like fight for their justice you know don't just give in but then again i don't know i've never been into that situation but i can almost a hundred percent say that if that were to happen to my family i would fight to get the truth out and not lie Okay, so then, do you think Atif was downstairs, or do you think he was upstairs helping? Because there's evidence that there was two men in the room. I honestly, I don't think two people could have, one person could have done the job. And I don't get, is Atif saying he didn't hear everything happening upstairs? Or what the hell? Because, I mean, we live in apartments. You live in apartments downstairs. We hear everything that's going on upstairs. How do you not hear somebody screaming well, the story is that Atif knew what was happening, but he didn't have the heart to do it himself. But by not stopping it, you did it. But they didn't do it. Oh my God. I don't know. Like, listen, if they left at 830 and went to eat somewhere that was confirmed, that means they didn't get there until like 850. That's when they were killed. The movie probably didn't start till like 930 or 10. It was confirmed that they were killed between 850 and and 9.15. The movie didn't even start yet. So, and not to mention, what FBI informant is so bored that he's going to call the police and say, hey, here are the names of the two men that killed with a baseball bat. How did that dude know how that family died? That's random. Yeah, I feel like they should definitely get into this, into it more. I mean, honestly, it just goes to show, like, I probably, I believe they're, I kind of want to believe they're innocent only because of Atif. If it was just Sebastian Soli, I'm sorry, dude, you're guilty. But I honestly want to believe they're guilty because of him, because of his friend that seems so genuine. Um, but again, if they're not, this just goes to show you don't, 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 do not confess to something you didn't do, period. Like, just don't do it. Jokingly, it's not funny. If you, especially 
if the light is shining on you you know there's newspapers about you you know like i mean this dude said it's even hard for him to get a job so obviously it's that serious i don't know i think that that detective was being really like you need to tell us what happened because you're gonna get fucked up and we have someone on the inside that can make it all go away if you just confess otherwise the police are gonna be arresting you like tomorrow but cops can do that cops can lie to you cops like i mean i'm not too sure what the laws were in the 90s but today a cop can sit there and be like yo we have evidence and they don't and if you're an idiot and say okay i did it that's your fault honestly because if you know in your heart you didn't do it you weren't there why say i mean i'm sure it catches them off guard like well you have evidence but if you really didn't do it stick to your damn story like these cops want to get the killer and if they think okay i think this person's a suspect let me try to trick them a little bit and if they fall don't lie cops can lie but they couldn't because they were undercover like legally what they did was wrong but like what you're saying is like if you're in an interrogation yeah, yeah. they could lie but i think the w- i don't know what part of it was illegal i don't know if the undercover part was illegal or the rec- I'm, I'm trying to see like i know that what they did as a whole was illegal but i don't know if it was the recording if it was undercover because you're right like in an interrogation you can say you have something when you don't but yeah they basically went they were sentenced to life without parole because the judge and the jury agreed why would you confess to something you did not do um and then just to, to conclude all of this this frustrates me canadian supreme court years later made the mr big technique illegal so if they had been charged a couple years later they would not have been in prison um as of today sebastian has exhausted all of his appeals so he's gonna rot in prison basically and Atif is currently preparing his final appeal in Washington. So he might get out, but not Sebastian, because I would be pissed too. Like, I don't know, just because he's not being all sensitive. First of all, it's not my parents. Like, that's my thing, is it's not my mom and dad. My mom and dad are healthy at home, and someone's accusing me of killing my friend's parents. Like, I don't I wouldn't confess. I don't think I would. But I'm I'm easily intimidated. Who knows? But I, I the his response, like, you know, when the judge call- i don't know i don't know i think that i would be so pissed too but i'm i feel like i'm smarter than to show them that because that makes me look bad you know so i i would know okay don't show don't be mean basically yeah so i i can see i can see that too at the end of the day we will never know so yeah guys hope you enjoyed me and julie arguing you know it's serious when i call her julie <laughs> And just let us know what you think and don't forget to leave comments and rate us at five. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. I, I actually kind of like that we didn't agree. I hope we get more cases like that because it is more interesting to listen to. But yeah, give us uh, five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Be sure to check out our website. I'm going to be posting some of the photos so you can get an idea of what everyone looked like and all of that stuff. So yeah. All right. Peace out, guys.